0: Welcome to Fearless Mom. Today we start the uh, series called Ain't Nobody Got Time for That. And so today we're talking about entitlement because am I right or am I right that nobody has time to deal with someone who has a sense of entitlement. And we've all been around those people and so we want to make sure that we are working hard to raise up children who are not entitled, who actually are emotionally strong, independent, competent adults who understand and embrace responsibility. So we're going to address entitlement and how to eliminate entitlement head on today. Now first we want to welcome in our online audience, online moms. We are so glad you're here with us today. Um, Maybe today you feel like, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing or maybe you even feel like, I'm doing this all wrong well we just want to say welcome to the club (laughs) no one around here knows what we're doing any either but we work hard to get better every day and whatever we do we do not stop and we cheer each other on we respect other moms we honor other moms and so we honor and respect you online mom and as always you may be watching by yourself but we want to remind you that you are not alone so we're going to get Get started today with a word of prayer. So go ahead and get your notes out and then um, we will pray and get this party started. God, I thank you so much for your word and the, the peace and hope and joy that we learn about from your word god we ask right now that you settle our hearts and our minds that you open our eyes and our ears to see and hear what you want us to learn today god we know that you have placed these children in our homes on purpose with purpose for a purpose give us what we need to raise up a generation of strong independent competent young adults We know that we are here on purpose and that you've intentionally placed each child in the right home, the home that you designed for them. Give us what we need to help them become the men and women that you've created them to be. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. Now, I was pretty fortunate to grow up in a home um, where hard work was just what we did. My mom stayed at home with us. She did um, go back and teach kindergarten um, while we were in elementary and middle and high school to pay for cheerleader uniforms because uh, I, I'm the middle of three girls. So I saw hard work my whole life. And my dad, it was very important to him that we were appreciative and grateful. And so um, I remember one time in particular that mom came home from a trip. Now, my dad would act like he kept us all the time, but I'm pretty sure this was the one time. Um, don't tell him I said so, but I, I'm pretty sure this was the one time my mom went out of town and left dad with all three of us. But I remember mom driving up into the driveway. I must have been five years old. So I, I, she drove up in the driveway in the station wagon. We were so excited that she was home. All three of us ran out to the car and we greeted her with, what did you bring us? And so my father immediately took what my mom had brought for us. He said, no, Kathy, hand it to me. Well, mom had gotten us, I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember those glass lip gloss bottles um, with the ball, you know, and it had like red, I don't know if there were dots or flowers on the side, but we all looked at it. Oh, in awe as my father placed them all on top of the refrigerator and said, I will decide when you get these because you never greet your mother with what did you bring me. Yeah, I was devastated. But my dad knew that it was important that he teach us gratitude, that it was important that he teach us not to expect gifts, not to expect things from other people. Now, fast forward about 20 years, and my father is in town. Emily, my daughter, is about 13 years old. And so we go to the mall, and so my dad tells Emily, pick out whatever you want. And um, so she's looking. So Emily's 13 years old and she picks out a pair of rain boots that were probably $250 maybe $300 I've tried to block it out of my memory Um, very expensive rain boots and so she tries them on and my dad says we'll take them I said hey dad um, you know what How am I going to teach her responsibility? How am I going to teach her gratitude? She's going to feel entitled. Dad, all of that stuff that you taught me and my mom is standing there like, yeah, seriously. And we're, you know, telling dad, you can't do that. You know what my dad said? He said, hey, Julie, that's your job. You teach her to work hard. You teach her to be grateful. You teach her. That's your job. I did that for you. You do that for her. Emily, put the boots on the counter. We're excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, my word. First of all, I'm thinking, well, I'm putting a sticky note on those boots so that everybody knows her grandfather bought these. I did not make this purchase for my 13-year-old. I'm thinking, oh, my word. And then I'm thinking, how am I going to tell Mac? (laughs) He is going to be so upset. And so I stopped. You know, I told Mac, and then we realized, you know what? It is our job. Our job as parents is to raise up children who understand hard work and who understand the connection between hard work and reward. Our responsibility is to teach our children generosity and to understand the connection between generosity and joy. And so we embrace that responsibility. And many of you probably have grandparents who do the same, spoil your children. And you say, how on earth can I teach these children not to be entitled if you're always giving them these ridiculous gifts dirt bikes one year at Christmas everybody got dirt bikes with helmets nobody lives on property nobody can ride these dirt bikes and so my sister said what are we doing here this is ridiculous I said look at dad's face look at dad's face dad was beside himself that all of the children were riding the dirt bikes that they were loving their helmets and I said you know what we have an opportunity We can teach our children the joy of generosity. We can focus on, we don't need these things. Or we can say to our children, you know what? Grandy works so hard. And when he gets his money, he wants to share it with us. And look at Grandy's face. When he shares with you. So we can look at it as no, no, no. Or we can say this is an opportunity to teach our children to be grateful. Now, there are some things that we do intervene and tell my parents no. But we've chosen to spin it because we know that this generation in particular is more emotionally fragile. I've shared with you the studies and the research. And part of that emotional fragility is entitlement. When a child Grows into an adult that feels entitled, that feels that things should just be given to them, that feels that they deserve certain things that they did not earn or did not work for. That's what we want to fight. If we're going to raise strong, independent, competent young adults, then what we have to do is eliminate entitlement. We have to get rid of that mentality of I deserve that. We have to get rid of that mentality of gimme, gimme, gimme. I think that we have done um, a disservice sometimes with that terminology entitlement because most of us Think about entitlement as materialism and um, just stuff, more toys, more clothes, whatever it is. But actually, it goes much further than that. Entitlement isn't just about money and materialism, entitlement is about expectations and responsibility. It's not just about the stuff. Yes, there is a sense of entitlement sometimes associated with always giving a child things that they did not earn or they did not work for. It can be things, but it goes so far past that. So if we're really going to eliminate entitlement, we have to open our minds up that it goes far beyond just materialism, far beyond money and materialism, and it's more about expectation and responsibility. Um, Let's define entitlement. So, what is it then? This is what we are talking about today. Entitlement, great expectation of pardon or privilege with no expectation of penalty or payment. You have that for you in front of you in your notes. If you don't, I'm going to repeat it again if you're listening or watching online. Entitlement is great expectation of pardon or privilege with no expectation of penalty or payment. Let me give you an example. A student turns in a paper the day after it's due. He expects no penalty. He expects the teacher to, well, I worked hard on this. Well, I stayed up all night. Well, I, you should grade this paper. I should get credit for this paper, even though he knew the deadline and he turned it in a day late. You see, he's expecting the pardon with no penalty. Great expectation of pardon with no expectation of penalty. How about a woman caught speeding? Let's just hypothetically say um, a woman is caught speeding, but she's on a road where everybody speeds all the time. And so the officer begins to give her a ticket. I shouldn't get a ticket. Everybody was speeding. Even though she knows it says 55, and she was going, oh, let's say 75. And so, you know what? She expected the pardon with no penalty. That is entitlement. When we begin to think we deserve you know, to be treated differently, or we are above the law. Um, How about this one? I remember when Emily first got her cell phone. It's kind of funny now to look back on it, but um, we we gave her, I can't even remember what it was, but she had a limited number of texts, and then past that, she could pay for it, but to get unlimited texts was just five dollars a month, and so she said, mom, can I get unlimited texts? I said, absolutely, five dollars a month, and she said, mom, this is ridiculous. It's not even that much money. I said, I agree. And um, now I, of course, truth be told, I would have paid the $5 a month, but I knew Mac would not. And so I said, um, she said, mom, it is $5 a month. All my friends, everybody else has unlimited texts to which my husband responds. Well, their parents must love them. Mm -hmm. That was great. That went over great. Uh, But, but she was expecting the privilege with no payment. And so I said, Emily, here's the truth. The truth is, yes, you're right. I could do $5 a month. And probably, had we done it that way, I wouldn't even notice it. You know, it would just get added to the bill. And so it would go in with everything else. But your dad sees better what you're going to be like when you're older. He is better at looking at, well, what does this mean for your future? And he wants you to understand that you do not receive privilege without payment all the time. We're working on that. And so she you know, probably still resents that, but um, her husband will be appreciative. Um, But what we've done as a culture, as a society, I believe, is that we've fed this entitlement, we've fed this sense of entitlement accidentally. In an effort to build kids' self-esteem, we have, and I'm, I'm not making a big statement here, but when we give everybody a ribbon or everybody a trophy, then they begin to expect, I am rewarded for showing up. There is no attachment to performance. There's no attachment, there's no reward for hard work. I just show up. Then they begin to expect that. That's not their fault. You see, we're all born with a predisposition towards self-preservation and self-promotion. We are born selfish. We are born thinking that others serve us our responsibility as moms is to say that's your natural predisposition that like that but guess what that's not the way the world works we need to teach them how to attach choices to consequences how to attach work with reward and I believe how to attach generosity with joy And I think as we go through our notes today that we will begin to see that there are actually some very simple things that we can put into practice. And the earlier we begin this, I'm talking about a culture in your home with a newborn. The earlier we begin this, the better off our children will be. And if we can put habits and, um, uh, routines in place in our homes, then our children, we can fight that entitlement dragon. I do believe, I do believe that we want to raise strong children. It takes intentionality. It takes deliberate effort. But if you can put just these few things into place, um, basically entitlement is cause with no effect and effect with no cause. You see, there getting, um, they're maybe uh, turning in their paper late with no effect, so they're not making that connection. Or effect with no cause. They're being given all of this with no work or no performance. So they're missing that connection. Um, choices with no consequences and rewards with no work. So we're gonna hit four quick things on how to eliminate entitlement. What we can teach our children to eliminate that entitlement dragon. And I believe we can do it. Um first thing you need to teach your children cause and effect. You think, well, what does that have to do with it? We need to teach our children the connection between if this happens, then this happens. We need to teach our children that every choice has a consequence. It may be positive, it may be negative. If you choose to work hard, then you will do better in your class. If you choose to Um, watch Netflix instead of prepare for your paper, you may not do as well. And so we want to teach them this cause and effect. If you do this, then this happens. Now, that begins very early in life. We begin to, I remember, um, you're talking about consequences at a very young age. um, uh, A parent asked me, you know, should I discipline for uh, this? Talking about a one-year-old. And I said, well, um, is it an inappropriate behavior? Yes. Well, then, you should discipline but he doesn't really know that what he's doing i go what does that have to do with anything it's inappropriate you need to give a consequence and so when we teach cause and effect if you do this you will get a consequence that's how they learn that's how they learn so it begins very early cause and effect we have to make the connection we have to teach the connection between choices and consequences now i'm going to take a little time out here because it is true That sometimes people work hard and do not get rewarded it is true that sometimes people live life live a terrible way and are rewarded here is the truth that we teach our children about that it's not always so clear cause and effect Sometimes people are very blessed and we don't understand why God chose to bless them. Sometimes people have illness or have um, you know, devastating things happen to their family, lose their jobs, all of this, and they've been great people. It doesn't always make sense. Here's the sentence. Life's not always fair, but God is always good. Life's not always fair, but God is always good. I don't understand all the time why some people are blessed and others are not i don't understand why some people have hardship and others don't i know this life's not always fair but god is always good my responsibility is how i respond to whatever situation i'm given and so we want to now move on to the next one. So cause and effect, we want to teach that. We want to teach, um, you know, especially if you have those grandparents who are showering your children with gifts, you have an opportunity to say, you know, uh, Shuggy worked hard, and so she chose to share with you. See, there's a choice there. She chose to share with you. Look how, look how um, happy this makes Shuggy to share And so we want to teach that. Yes, the way they call my mom, Shuggy. And um, it's Grandy and Shuggy. So look at Shuggy's face. She loves sharing. So see, you have an opportunity to teach the joy of generosity there. Cause and effect. Next one, Responsibility. We must teach our children responsibility. I could spend three days on this. I believe that this is the answer to everyone's problems. Assume responsibility and use self-control and do something about it. Entitlement creates a victim mentality. My happiness is dependent on their choices. My happiness is dependent on what they choose to do for me or they give to me. Instead, I, want, I assume responsibility for whatever is put in front of me. I assume responsibility for whatever task is put before me. I am responsible for how I respond. I may not be able to control everyone or everything. I may keep trying. But I may not be able to control everyone and everything. But I can control how I respond. You see how that gives your child hope and control? You see how that can fight the entitlement? When you say you're responsible, you embrace that responsibility. It's also called ownership. It's a little more... It's a, uh, a little more extreme, I think, the word ownership, but we own it. Own your stuff. You know, we say in the kids' building all the time, Um, I teach the kids on Sunday morning, and I'll tell them, I go, who's responsible for every word that comes out of your mouth? And they'll say, we are. I go, that's right. Who's responsible for every word that comes out of my mouth? I am. We must teach our children. I am fully responsible for every word. I am fully responsible for every action. I am fully responsible for every choice I make. And my words, actions, and choices affect others. I'm going to say that again because I think we could change our culture if everyone believed this. I am fully responsible for my choices. I am fully responsible for my words. I am fully responsible for my actions, and my choices, words, and actions affect others. Teach children responsibility. Do you see how when you knocked over her tower, see how sad she is? You see, it's because, of, but it was an accident. I understand it was an accident, but you still must take responsibility and apologize and try to make it better. It was an act I get it was an accident. We apologize and take responsibility even when it's an accident. Responsibility is a big deal. So cause and effect, responsibility. Next, humility. Get rid of I deserve it. I deserve it. it, it you know what? Just get that out of your vocabulary. We model and teach a posture of humility. Entitlement says, you owe me. You serve me. But humility says, what can I do for you? What can I do to serve you? It's a complete change in our posture. And if we can embrace the responsibility, take a posture of humility, then we are going light years ahead of our culture. Let's look at Proverbs 11:2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Humility understands your place in this world. It's an important place. God puts you there, but you're one person and he wants you to serve others. Humble yourselves. This is First Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time remember how we were talking about sometimes you work with no reward we work to honor god we work because we've been given physical health to work and so we honor god with that and so in due time you will be rewarded it may be behind the scenes work but that's okay God sees you, and you are honoring him, and he will bless you for that. So we teach them cause and effect. We teach them responsibility, have a posture of humility. I know I'm talking really fast today, guys, um, and so I'm going to end with this one. So we've got cause and effect, responsibility, humility, gratitude. Gratitude. It seems so simple, doesn't it? But if you start your day and end your day with being grateful and articulating that gratitude and working with your children on creating that habit of not just feeling grateful, but expressing that gratitude, there's a difference, you see. There's a difference between feeling gratitude and expressing gratitude. Studies show that actually expressing it not just helps the other person, but the one expressing it Rises also. There's something about articulating that gratitude. And so when we choose that around the dinner table, around the breakfast table or breakfast car, um, whatever you're doing at the bus stop, what can we be grateful for today? And we take that posture. You see what it does? It says, I didn't deserve this, but it acknowledges God chose To bless me with this and so I'm going to take a posture of humility and understand my place in this world that God has chosen to bless me with this I am so grateful that I get to live in Austin I am so grateful that we get to stand at this bus stop I'm grateful for my bus driver oh maybe you could tell him this morning thank you so much for driving me to school every day Um, Whatever it is that we can express gratitude. Gratitude fights entitlement like nothing else, I believe. Assuming that responsibility, that posture of humility, but then articulating the gratitude. Um, Psalm 106.1 Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. If you are in a quandary right now about the election, Psalm 106.1 Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Great memory verse for your family to focus on. Great great one to hang your hat on. The world is uncertain, but God's loving kindness is everlasting. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, James 1.17, so important for us to remember. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights... Who does not change like shifting shadows? God does not change. Our world changes, but God does not change. And so when we acknowledge that He is constant. That's something to be grateful for. And then we acknowledge that all that we have comes from him. You see, it reminds us to be humble. It reminds us to take responsibility for what we've been given to respond to whatever circumstance we're in. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart for it determines the course of your life, is what Proverbs says. It does not determine, your heart does not determine your consequence, your circumstances. But your heart determines how you respond to your circumstances. So if you have a heart that assumes responsibility, that takes a posture of humility, and that is constantly reminding ourselves to be grateful then your children will drink your overflow and they will see that same posture. Moms, we have to be careful about the language we use. And am I feeling entitled? Do I feel... I remember when... um, We, our children were in public school all the way uh, through, and I remember um, choosing to go on a mission trip. We went to Haiti to the orphanage, and I said to the kids, I go, we're going to miss school, so you need to talk to your teacher, and you need to ask them if you can miss. They do not owe us excused absences. We are choosing to miss school, and so you have to ask them, is this okay? You may have to take zeros. That's their responsibility. Our responsibility is to make the choice for our family. Now, the teachers were very understanding and worked with us on it, but they didn't owe that to us. That was our choice to do that. And so it's little things like that. I don't expect everyone to understand the choices I make. Moms, we shouldn't. We make choices for our family, we take responsibility, but we understand, you know what, they've got the reasons for their rules too, and so this is what it works out best for us. So we model that posture of humility, we model, you know, assuming full responsibility and them being grateful. Um, the sense of entitlement uh, feeds that victim mentality, and we know that a victim mentality is the opposite of emotional strength. So as we work together to raise up a generation of emotionally strong, independent, competent adults, we have to be aware of that sense of entitlement. I think sometimes we all gather together as moms and go, this is such a horrible time to raise children. This is absolutely terrible. This entitlement, it's just horrible. That's awesome. You know, that really cheers everybody up. Uh, that, that, that's a very productive conversation. And so maybe next time that comes up or all these kids are so spoiled, you know, well, you know what, let's look at that. What can we do about it? Is there anything we can do? Or we can just sit around and complain about it. We can sit around and say, these are terrible times to raise children. Or we can say, you know what, I'm pretty grateful that we live in a time with air conditioning. And I'm pretty happy that Chick-fil-A, you know, it used to just be in malls. You couldn't even go to a drive-thru. And so I think they're pretty good times. And I think it's pretty great that, um, you know, I can stay in touch with my teenagers through um, technology. So I actually think there are a lot of good things about today. But I'm going to fight the sense of entitlement. You don't have to hate the world to fight the sense of entitlement. You don't have to be at war with the culture to fight the sense of entitlement. What we need to do is... Teach our children the connection between choices and consequences. We have to teach them cause and effect. They don't come into the world knowing it. It's our responsibility to teach cause and effect. It's our responsibility to teach our children to take full responsibility for their choices, their words, and their actions. Part of taking full responsibility, moms, is that we take full responsibility and that we give consequences, or better yet, We allow our children to suffer natural consequences of their choices. Not always easy, but always necessary. So we teach them to take full responsibility, to have a posture of humility, and to begin and end each day with gratitude, expressing it, not just feeling it, but expressing it. When we fight to eliminate entitlement, if we all agree to do this, it's not easy, but it's so worthwhile. Because there is a direct connection between entitlement and a victim mentality. And a victim mentality is the opposite of emotional strength. And we know that this year we've decided we will do the work necessary to raise up a generation of emotionally strong, spiritually strong, relationally strong young adults. We can do this. We can do it, moms, okay? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your direction. I thank you for this ministry. And God, I thank you for technology that you allow us to reach out into cars and homes to reach other moms so they know they're not alone and that we can gather together and fight the sense of entitlement together and change the world around us. Thank you for the responsibility we've been given. But thank you more that you don't leave us to do it on our own. You walk alongside and give us the strength that we need. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.